Welcome back to the Raw Take for CEOs. This is where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business. And this is hosted by me, Dan. And Steven. We'll give you our Raw Take on what's important for you and your business. Let's get started. Welcome back. Another week of the Raw Take for CEOs. This is our last Raw Take of October. Of October, yeah. It's, uh, we're coming to the end of uh, the stretch of the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> I was having a conversation with uh, someone this week. I was like, and they said 2020 was going to be the Roaring Twenties. I remember making those jokes <laughs> back in December and January. No. Although, no, no more. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to kind of take it down a notch a little bit, kind of focus more on 2021, some HR compliance risks, bring something a little bit home, back home to us, yeah. and thinking about planning scenario, right? Yeah, so our, you know the roll take um, right now is um, you know twenty twenty one is not going to be the year that we probably thought it was going to be three months ago. Um, you know we are we've been talking two weeks ago. We talked about the long tail to the recovery of uh, the the pandemic recovery. Um, it was a great article. It was a Saturday WSJ um, Saturday essay. Yeah, it was really good. It was a, a take out of a book. I'm excited to read the book. But I think it's coming out next week. You know his whole point was that twenty twenty one. Is still part of the immediate period right after the pandemic. Yeah. It's not, you know, the immediate period is not like the, this, this 2020 summer. Um, and that's, that is important for small business CEOs because it does talk a lot about what you're planning for for next year. We've been talking, uh, and you're probably tired of us, tired of hearing pivot, adjust for uh, transition. the transition, aka exit. Um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is a little more about some of those non-operational risks, risks some of the non-operational planning, um, because a lot of it has been operational. What are you going to do with your customers? What are you going to do with your employees? What are you going to do with your vendors? Um, and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, and bring, bring up home, bring it personal a little bit, about some of those non-operational things that, especially as small business owners, you know, you you run a tight ship, but, it, you know, there's, there's always a leak somewhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's partly because we like to run culture-focused businesses. Uh, we like to run relationship-focused businesses, um, but nothing kind of uh, uh, right. Keeps you the know, ship we tight. spend we spend a lot of time. We think we spend a lot of time dotting those eyes, crossing those T's, acting in good faith. But you're going to get those things out of left field, and um, we can't wake up every single day thinking about compliance. Um, but you got to be ready for those sort of black swans. And I'll add one last thing on sort of the 2020 and 2021 being still part of that immediate phase. Um, you know, going into March, God, nobody ever thought this could happen. But once you're in it, you know, you begin to, you begin to realize you're, on a, you're at the edge of a cliff. It's just, it's less of a question of when, it's just how far are you gonna fall? And that people feel like, yeah, it feels risky, it feels uncertain, but that's not, that's actually more certainty. You know it's gonna happen. Like, it's as bad oh, as yes. unfortunate it is, it's still going to happen. And then it's the upswing. And that's where all the risks start to settle in. And when you begin to have a little bit of that complacency, you think things are going to improve, I don't think 2021 is going to be without its risks. I think the risks are going to look different. There are going to be many risks. Anyways, that's, yeah, to say it another way, like um, 2021 will be a lot of uncertainty. And we, we all feel like March and April was uncertainty. And it was uncertain, but your, your point is 
there, it was it was also at the same time very certain everything was going down yeah. and there's a lot of changes happening socially politically yeah. you know even financially you know you're starting to see wall street and main street finally kind of coming back to reality uh, maybe Main Street's been in the reality zone for a while, but Wall Street, um, I don't know, I kind of kicked myself in the ass in August. Why the hell did I sell my Apple and Tesla stock back in, uh, in January, right? Yeah, I mean, this, just this week, you see, you know, what you're referring to is, you know, see an uptick in COVID, and it, Wall Street's basically like, you know, didn't quite know if this was actually going to come to fruition, but, you know, it is a, a harbinger of that, that long-term expectation of what, what, what is, where, do, where does Wall Street think the economy is going? Where does Wall Street think... The virus is going. And then the other big piece around the risk is, of course, you know, the political landscape. Regardless of what side you're on, things are going to change. The problem is you don't know how they're going to change, the magnitude of that change. You and we're not, not going to know uh, next Wednesday either. <laughs> Most and, and chances are we're not going to know next Wednesday. We've seen elections take until the beginning of December to actually know what the outcome is. Let's face it, next week, half of America is probably just going to be glued to I was going to say the TV, but not the TV, but to their phones and to just kind of like see what who, happens. Who's, you know, who's up, who's down. And we've been talking on, on, on the raw take here that, you know, for small business owners, CEOs, it, it matters a whole lot to you. But at the same time, you're going to wake up and you're going to go back to work and get it done because that is, that is what's going to make you survive and put food on all of your employees' tables. But there's still uncertainty around there's the political. So whether or not we can agree, you know, I may not like our current president's uh, demeanor, uh, how he maybe approaches things and the words he chooses, but I do appreciate his, his view on certain policies. I know that you and I have personally benefited as small business owners of a pass-through entity. We have benefited from some of the uh, tax policies. We don't know what that's going to look like in six months. I may not believe or agree with his approach in not um, bringing both sides of the aisle together and over utilizing executive orders. We all know those executive orders are all going to be undone. There's a lot of uncertainty, and let's face it, even at the local level, like there's, there's potential for a lot of changes. Yeah, 2021 will be continue to be a lot of uncertainty. That's, that's one of the raw takes today. We just have to, we have to own it. We have to handle the truth. One of the first communications from Growth Lab that uh, someone emailed us back the other day um, was, you've got to handle the truth. And we actually used the clip from the, uh, from the movie, um, A Few Good Men. Uh, but you've got to be able to handle the truth. And, and right now, I think the, the truth, which is where the raw take comes from, is we need to be able to handle the raw truth, is that you know, 2021 will continue to be uncertain. We need to go into that with the agility, which means where we'll end up today is, is talking about having multiple scenarios and being able to, uh, as a management team, uh, respond to in real time to, to changes. But before we get there, did one of like one of the things that we talked about in August was was risk. We, we talked, it was risk month on uh, the raw take, and we talked about operational risk. We talked about a lot of things. We even talked about employee risk. Right? Who's you know there's it's a it, there's there's a market out there a lot of a lot of people looking for looking for jobs a lot of jobs looking to be filled as we kind of start recovery um, and people might be flight risk right we talked about that we talked about who you need plan for what your adjustment might be who do you need for that who do you need to keep how do you incentivize them and those are all like the those are all fun things right and those are all great however here we are again the economy is hobbling there has been a major pullback on Wall Street there is no line of sight to a stimulus package. Any stimulus package that even may come to fruition in January or February 
is probably not going to be as broad-based. In other words, expect another contraction. In other words, businesses right-sizing. In other words, employees being laid off. This time around, the, the, the unemployment, the layoffs, are not going to be followed by broad-based stimulus. Not everybody is going to have $1,200 in their bank account when they wake up after being laid off, like we all did in April. Well, not all of us, but uh, for many of us. Or you're not gonna have the enhanced unemployment benefits. The next time around, people are going to have their backs to a wall. Now more than ever, HR compliance is going to be super critical. And I, and I get it. The part of this episode, this raw take, is a little humbling for us. We have been recently sued by a former employee, and that has been an eye-opening to us. You know, um, we are going to get through this. Uh, we act in good intention. Our I's are dotted. Our T's are crossed. We do require engagement agreements with customers. We do have our uh, proper for every offer letters. We, we even have the PEO now. And, you know, we, when you think as a business owner, all of the things you have to go through, nobody really understands the shit we have to go through. The amount of risk personally that we take, the capital at risk, the opportunity cost, and yet, it's just too easy. You can't let you can't you can't wake up every day thinking about it. It can't be the first thing, but it has to be the first thing. And we're pretty damn good at it. Yeah. So the raw take here for you is is make sure that you think about uh, we'll call it HR compliance, but it's it is making sure that your agreements, not just with your customers, but with all of your employees, are tight. And um, you know we do have pretty good. We have damn good. Pretty good. Compared, we have hundreds of customers that we advise, and we've got we've got customers who are right down the middle. We have customers that are hotheads that you gotta like pull off the cliff. You got others that are very detailed and can't get out of their own way and and, and go after them, right. We we see it all, and, and, and yet everybody is at risk. So my raw take on this is: don't be afraid of that legal bill. Ensure that all those documents are properly reviewed by your lawyer. Your lawyers are one of your trusted advisors, not just your CPAs, not just your outsourced CFOs or your accountants, but your lawyers have to be part of that inner circle. I think that's number one. So it's a good rule, and I think that uh, to speak to small business CEOs, there's a range out there. We've got uh, you know Main Street retail shops, we've got um, you know, twenty million dollar million dollar tech companies. Tech companies. We've got twenty million dollar you know manufacturing companies, and they all look and feel a little bit different, right? But um, usually the roots of those companies come from you know we built this from the ground up. I was just talking with a customer looking to acquire another business, and it's outside of what they usually are used to, right? This business they're looking to acquire is more of a mom and pop shop. They built over eighteen years from their first contract of uh, six hundred bucks a month to a you know two million dollar business. Good. Good story, right? But I guarantee you, we go in there, right? They're not going to have super tight contracts. They're not going to have super tight employment agreements because it's built out of you know relationship, right? I bet their first employee was their sister or their cousin or their neighbor, mm -hmm. um, and that employee is no longer there. But the point is, we often build businesses, small businesses, from the ground up with relationships, and as it should be. Like that's it's all about culture. It is a, a beautiful thing that gives you a lot of strength and a lot of resiliency. Uh, because people are with you, not just for the paycheck, but for the success and for the growth and for the relationship. 
but that also puts you a little bit at risk because you may think, you know, I, this person has my back or, you know, they've been with me so long, right? You never know what's going to happen. You never yep. know what's going to happen with that person, right? People are becoming, you know, becoming more... But the risk isn't just in the HR side. No. Think about that small business. You know, a $10,000 surprise bill, whether it's uh, an inventory loss, uh, call it inventory depletion, uh, whether it's that surprise loan payment that came due, uh, or fraud, all of a sudden, 10, 15,000. There are small businesses that have a difficult time that is a difference between making payroll and not making payroll. Nobody understands better than we do what it means to wake up every day and ensure that that payroll account is funded. Because that is always, in, in the turnaround world, it's the first thing you say. Make sure that payroll is fully funded, whatever it takes. It, so the, it's, a t it's a tough pill to swallow. It's humbling. Buyer beware. Buyer has to beware. You have to wake up every morning thinking, cash control, compliance. As you grow, as we grow, as we begin to acquire new businesses, we're growing geographically, the business continues to grow. And that does require more oversight, more risk mitigation, and outside of your attorney, your CPA, your CFO, your accountant, I think the next most important person that we don't spend enough time with, it's your insurance agent ensuring that all those risks, risks change over time. The risks and the cost of mitigating those risks, eliminating those risks five years ago when you and I started to what they are today, those premiums look a lot different. And rightfully so, the business has grown. It goes for all businesses. Revisit those. It's not about nickeling and diming all the time those, tax, the, those uh, insurance premiums. It's ensuring that you understand the underlying risk that you understand what it takes to mitigate those risks. And shout out to Bill. Uh, been, he's been a great partner for us. Yeah, our our, our, our uh, insurance agent has always been great, uh, Bill Tarpy, out of uh, your hometown of Melrose. Well, not hometown, your, your adopted hometown. <laughs> um, and so with all that said, 2021, there is going to be a lot of risks. Now is a great time to call one of your four best trusted advisors. I, I enjoyed the conversation uh, yesterday, Dan. Um, we hosted uh, with uh, Steve Snyder in uh, yes, uh, another uh, Gizmer up to Grove, um, a event on exit planning. What do you need to do to plan for a successful exit? And it, you know, it doesn't. You don't have to have that within eyesight, right? This could be two, three years down the road. Um, but it was. A, I really enjoyed that because it was not just another webinar. It was. Steve Snyder, of all, who many many know, um, acting as a small business owner in three 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 different hats. He's the guy that knows a guy, <laughs> and talking to you, Peter, uh, uh, Peter Peter Moldov, and uh, Mike Mack, mm -hmm. as three trusted advisors talking about scenarios of of, of exit planning, um, and it really good really good advice out, out there. Um, so that recording will be available soon. Um, and we'll, you can check our social media posts for that. But I think, you know, to wrap up today's raw take is all of this goes into the 2021 planning, which we've talked extensively about. I think the new thing today would be about having those multiple scenarios, being agile. Um, we need to be agile as we go into 2021. Just as you have been for the last nine months, 
we've been agile, you've been agile, and that's come more naturally because we don't know what to expect. I feel people are expecting that we can plan for 2021 now, have a budget, and stick to it, but who knows what's going to come. come right, out. but the scenario planning that we were doing back in March and April, that was short-term That was short term in nature. That was 13-week cash flows. That was, hey, are we going to survive through this? The, sh- the type of scenario planning that we need to do going into 2021 is multifaceted. It is social. It is economic. It is political. And there's a lot of what-ifs. It, it's thinking longer term. It's thinking about those black swans. It's this kind of stuff where maybe we should have thought about going into March, but damn it, who's going to think like a pandemic is going to hit? In 2021, we do already know that the backdrop is going to look different. What to expect? Our housing price is going to continue going up. Are the construction jobs going to stay? What's happening with commercial real estate? Taxes. There's a lot of executive orders that are are going to get undone. How does that impact your business? And you can't just put your head in the sand and think it's not going to impact your business. And of course, you can't go into 21 being a draconian guy. It's got to be a little bit of both. So you got you to gotta begin to step back and say, with this backdrop, what does a worst case look like? What is a best case? And what's the hopeful case? And plan accordingly. Mitigate risk. And make sure you have liquidity to get through the next six months in 2021. Well, it wasn't your most upbeat one. Nope, this was Sorry for that, but I'm also not sorry because this is the raw take and you need to be ready. Um, but thanks, Dan. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. That's our raw take. Thanks. Okay, so that's a wrap, Steve. Cool. Join us next week. Check us out at growthlabfinancial.com or text raw take to 833-759-0277.